Hi, welcome back to another episode of Stand on Guard with David Creighton. I am your host, David Creighton. And I'm going to tell you what Justin Trudeau has been up to in the last week since we last talked. And there's plenty of information there. So we'll be back in a minute here. So we are in a very precarious position in this country. We need political change, but we also need the resolve to resist. Yes, I want to encourage you before we get into the main part of the program to support independent journalism. That's what this is all about. Never more important than now. And we're going to find out in a minute why that is, because independent journalism is in grave difficulty, as is free speech in Canada. We are entering virtually uncharted philosophical ideological waters as far as a Western democracy is concerned. This has happened before. It's happened in Soviet Russia. It's happened in Nazi Germany. It's happened in fascist Italy. It, it's, it, it, it was commonplace throughout most of Latin America and most of Africa in the 1970s and 80s because of the regimes there. But Canada has never been in this position before. So I encourage you to support independent journalism. Be, become a subscriber. Ring that bell. Join this program so we can continue to build our base, continue to expand the people who hear this message every week, and we continue to be a provider of news that you're not necessarily going to get from the mainstream media. And I promise with my years of experience in this business that I'm, I will bring you professional information, not, not crap, not clickbait, not lies, not stuff that's just going to generate 30 seconds of your time and your interest, but actual news. And that's that's really what we're here for. So I, I, I want to I talk about, I think, it's the most important issue of the hour right now. And we just missed it last week because it occurred after the broadcast went out. But incredibly huge happenings right now in terms of, what is, uh, what is going on with free speech in Canada. And I can't tell you enough. But before we get to what is actually happening with Trudeau's three-pronged attack on free speech, I want you to hear Justin Trudeau's latest. Did you know he's actually a defender of free speech? No, no kidding. Just watch this. Used to accept its responsibility uh, towards our democracies by refusing to pay the fair share uh, for Canadians to get local news uh, and uh, independent, rigorous journalistic content. Yeah. So uh, what does that remind you of? Fair share. What he's talking about is social media there. I'm going to just miss the, if you didn't hear the very beginning there. He's talking about social media and Bill C-18, which is, I call the internet extortion bill, because it's going to force social media to pay Canadian media to run their stories. And, you know, that is reverse psychology, really. Or it's it's the reverse of why social media runs Canadian news stories. The idea is for millions of people to read these stories, and that increases circulation, increases ad revenue, everything else. If you extort money from social media, they're just not going to run your news. And that is exactly what's happening. 
uh, Meta, you know, Facebook, Instagram, they've already said, forget it. You know, we're not going to play along with this. It's uh, not going to happen. So, you know, this is this is already happening. And let's let's not kid ourselves that this is not you know, a very dangerous road we're going down. Now, I recently did a, a segment on the fantastic show Redacted. This is my second, second appearance on there. They've often discussed my articles, but it's a joy to go on there because these are people who really understand what's important in the news today. So I want to play this, this video for you. And uh, I think it explains things quite well with where we are with C-18. Because what this is, is Trudeau is strangling free speech in Canada. First of all, there is Bill C-11, which demanded Canadian content from everybody. You know, this this Canadian news content or Canadian content has been an obsession that's gone back with liberal governments all the way to the 1960s, liberal Pearson, where... uh, or sorry, Lester Pearson, where we we had the beginnings of this Canadian cultural nationalism, as it was called, that was afraid of American influence, American news, uh, at the same time was retreating from any British heritage. So the whole thing is very confused. And of course, people forgot about this for years because there was such a proliferation of Canadian news, Canadian content, entertainment, history, good stuff, bad stuff, crap, well-done material that was all appearing on cable n- networks because because of the abundance of cable networks, you know, hundreds of stations, there was all kinds of room for Canadian news. And there was all kinds of room for Canadian news on the internet, all kinds of room for Canadian content. And there is, but to demand everybody have Canadian content is bloody well censorship. And C18 picks this up with demanding that, Social media, pay their fair share, as Trudeau says. I mean, pay your fair share is socialism. That's all that's ever been. It's another way of saying, you know, we'll tax everybody to death and we'll we'll take from those who produce to give to those who don't produce anything. That's communism, really, in in essence. That's Karl Marx. Now that's that's something that Trudeau is fluent in. <laughs> so I so I want you to watch this. This is very interesting. That of course is what's coming next. And that is going to be Trudeau's attack on hate speech and misinformation slash disinformation. That's the next part of this. That's the scariest part. He is going to make that essentially illegal or subject to massive fines. This is happening right now in Australia. As I speak, they are grappling with the same legislation. They're about six months ahead of us. And they are introducing their version of the Online Safety Act right now, and it's frightening because the question is, who defines what hate speech is and who defines what disinformation is? Well, I'll tell you, it's going to be the, the Trudeau government or it's going to be the liberal government who, who makes that, that call. And anything that they disagree with is going to be hate speech. You heard how Trudeau talked about the Freedom Convoy, racist, misogynist, hate speakers. Right. They would be banned. Trudeau wants to ban anything he disagrees with, any news or information that he deems bad for his liberal government. And I think this this is absolutely frightening. And I've looked through the coming legislation because for the last year, 
the Liberal government has been, has been doing uh, study groups in terms of how this legislation is going to be introduced and what it's going to entail. They've already tried to introduce it uh, three or four years ago, but it was just before the summer recess of the Parliament, so it's been reintroduced in the current session. It will come up for, for debate and vote in the next fall session. Yes, and that's all that is, is contempt for independent media. And uh, so anyway, I put this all together, and I think it was one of the best articles I produced recently for Human Events, which is a marvelous publication, by the way. If you've been familiar with it over the years, I want to show you what the Conservative Party of Canada's response to this bill was in the House of Commons. It's very effective, actually. And I'm, I'm not always 100% enthused about how the official opposition deals with the liberals. I think they're doing a wonderful job on the carbon tax, for instance. And they really have fought the censorship bills because they understand, I think, they understand what these bills actually entail. This is not harmless posturing by a narcissistic prime minister. It is that, but it's more. <laughs> it's a lot more than that. And I think if we watch Rachel Thomas here, who is the the official opposition heritage critic, and all of this censorship is being introduced via the heritage department, the ministry, ministry of Heritage. And you think, how bizarre is that? Why aren't they going through the Justice Department? Because this is all about basically taking away our free speech and criminalizing speech. That should be a Justice Department initiative. But no, they put it under cult, they put it under Canadian heritage because it seems a lot more innocuous that way. Like they're actually trying to protect us from something. And of course they're not. So let's listen to Rachel. The government squarely in the middle of the newsroom. So the government determines through this legislation what the CRTC will do. The CRTC then makes decisions, and those decisions are applied to media. According to this bill, the CRTC can compel information from these news businesses, even confidential information. Now, and you can see here, just to pause this for a second, this is what I mean by a three-pronged attack on free speech. It started with C11, which was Canadian content. It's continuing right now with C18, which is the Internet Extortion Bill. And that's the simplest way to understand what this legislation is about. It's extortion, clear and simple. And it's not going to benefit any media in Canada. Initially, the large media... We're on side with this, like Post Media, which owns about 90% of the dailies now in, in this country. That's why they all look the same. If you look at the Ottawa Citizen, the Ottawa Sun, they're almost identical. Same owner. It's same editorial page. Yeah, one might be a little more uh, conservative than the other, but it's the same news. Same news package in the mall. You, you'll see the same thing in Calgary and Vancouver, other major Canadian cities. And now... Major news outlets, legacy media is not enthused about this because I, I guess they started to think about how many dollars did they think they were going to make out of this? And was it going to make up for not having millions of people see their stories on social media, not having ad revenue increase 
because millions of people are reading your stories and you can justify charging higher, higher advertising rates. You can justify getting new advertisers. Maybe they thought about this for a second and said, hey, we're going to lose money in the end. Maybe we'll get a, uh, you know, a monthly stipend from Facebook over their dead bodies, but we're going to end up losing money. And I think they've actually started thinking about this because Trudeau sold this to them as like, this is going to be a panacea of new money, of, of, of money that had been untapped up till now. And of course, it's all, it's all nonsense. That's why they're failing in new media because they don't understand how it works. And like I say in this chart here, online safety bill is, is coming next, probably in the fall. That's the most dangerous of these these bills because it's going to make disinformation, hate speech, and these concepts illegal. Now, I haven't said that you're going to go to jail for it. It's just going to be fined. But of course, they're going. Can you see editors going to jail for this, or or this independent media that Trudeau is supposedly very concerned about? Are we going to be crucified? for saying things that the government deems to be disinformation slash misinformation or for information that is deemed to be hate speech because the liberal government doesn't like it? Yeah, you bet. You bet. It's going to prevent her, Michelle her voice from being shared on some of the platforms that we need to share on today, like Facebook and Google. And that's why I implore this member, who I know cares about this issue, to go to her house leader, to go to her caucus and say, we can't support this. This is going to, all this is going to do is empower colonial voices in downtown Toronto that have controlled the media and controlled what Canadians have heard for too long. And it's going to line their pockets and the pockets of their shareholders where diverse voices suffer. And that's why it has to stop. Yeah. Now that, of course, was Michelle Rempel-Garner, a uh, member of parliament for Calgary Nose Hill conservative member of the house uh, known Michelle for years. Uh, she certainly had her ups and downs in terms of political decisions <laughs> over the years. And I've been critical of Michelle in the past for some of those things, but I, I take my hat off to her on her personal fight on YouTube and other social media sites fighting the censorship bill. And she rose in the house last week to, to fight this. And I think she was quite heroic in that response. So is this the issue of the hour? Well, Never mind things like you know making money off YouTube monetization or all of these other things or just having the ability to come on here. We're going to lose that if Trudeau has his way because worse is coming. And I, I don't know if Trudeau thinks Canadians are stupid or just not tuned in to what's going on, but get tuned in. Get tuned in, get turned on, and don't drop out, but drop in. And become a become fluent with this perverse vocabulary that Trudeau is using, because freedom means slavery. We are living in an Orwellian world where what seems to be one thing is actually the, the reverse, the opposite, and that is how Trudeau is conducting the business of the nation. He lies constantly about things, and that is something you know we we have to we ha we have to acknowledge. That is something we have to acknowledge. So anyway, I've, I've spent more than half the program uh, discussing this today. But I'll tell you what, I think it's very important we do that. But I want to move to another issue that is just huge right now. Because we are, of course, uh, 
near the end of June here. This has been Pride Month, or as Justin Trudeau likes to call it, Pride Season. What does that mean? It's going to be like four months of the year or, or three months of the year. Uh, and that's that it started with, you know, a gay pride parade once a year in major Canadian cities, which started out, you know, there were, there were maybe about 2000 people at these events. They became ma massive events and people just seem to accept that because, well, it's okay because it's a gay pride parade and they should be allowed to get away with that. Even if, you know, nobody else could do that if they were <laughs> not advertising LGBT, LGBTQ uh, rights and agenda. So the interesting thing that's happened here is that, you know, Christians were opposed to these pride parades in the past. And of course they're opposed to little children being indoctrinated in the whole LGBTQ agenda. But I don't think Christians were ever vocal enough about it. And they never, they're always afraid to be labeled as you know, haters, even though it's, it's the people who are indoctrinating your children who are the haters. It's, it's the people in the gay pride parade in New York City who said, we're coming after your kids. They're the haters. Not the parents who really think this should be uh, analyzed in a different way. So, so I did, a, did an article uh, for Human Events, and I think it was uh, pretty good because the dilemma for the liberal government is whose special status trumps whose special status? Does homophobia trump Islamophobia? Because, you know, this is how this government wants to define everything in terms of special status, special rights, and collective rights. They don't believe in individual rights. Everybody possesses the same rights under the law. They really, they really don't get that. And that's not how they define freedom. And it's identity politics all the way. So, I, you know, I wrote this column for human events. I also wrote another one on Substack that was related because I think this is important. There's a realignment coming because Muslims are pushing back against the LGBT policies in the schools. And they're saying, leave our kids alone. And there have been multiple protests in Ottawa and Calgary, especially, that have been extremely influential in, in terms of coming against this. And I want, I want to emphasize, I want to thank Desi Media and Media Bezagran for this. I mean, they have been out there getting these clips, and I think it's, I, I think it's been absolutely uh, imperative that what they're doing is finding this information for those, for those people who are not out there. Yeah, this is outside the prime minister's office. Uh, just last weekend, I believe it was Saturday, uh, the previous weekend. Now, this is absolutely astounding that we've got Muslims out there in front of the, the PMO on Langevin, uh, the Langevin block on Wellington Street, demanding that this agenda cease in the schools. And it, it's absolutely astounding. 
Now they're complaining there because they've actually put the pride flag on the Langevin building. They've taken the Canadian flag down, put the pride flag up, you know, what I call the rainbow rag. And this is absolutely outrageous that you should be doing this in the capital of Canada. This is this flag has absolutely no real authority, no nothing, it's nothing beyond a club flag. That's all it is. It's a flag of a club. It's not the flag of a nation. It's not the flag of anything except the club. And it should not be flying in our nation's capital. Is there a way to pull this down and put a Canadian flag? And here's the next one here in Calgary. We met with the Prime Minister of Italy. We have so much difficulty in Canada. Financial stress, interest rate is up. So many things we have wrong. All he wants to discuss with the Prime Minister of Italy, the right of the LGBT community. Whoa! Did you guys listen to that? What about us? What about the other people? What about the Canadian? He's not a prime minister for Italy. He's a prime minister of Canada and Canadian. Justin Trudeau is a joke. Say it louder, guys. Don't you think he's a joke? Justin Trudeau is a joke. Justin Trudeau is a joke. Justin Trudeau is a joke. Brothers and sisters, I have a young man here at the name of Muhammad. Now, I want to thank DC Media again and Media Bezagran for the for the clips we're using today. I should have been out there myself getting that <laughs> video, but I was not. There are a lot of folks out there now capturing this because we live in an age, of course, where it's virtually impossible for people not to document and record what's going around them. Uh, we've all we've all got the technology to do that now, so that is uh, you know that that is very important. So I I can't emphasize enough, you know what is going on here is a realignment, a political realignment. The liberals are losing a voting block. The Muslims are turning against Justin Trudeau on mass because they realize his morality doesn't equal theirs. Uh, his family values have nothing to do with their family values. And even though Justin Trudeau gave them an Islamophobia czar, you know, most Muslims say, what the hell do we need an Islamophobia czar? I get along fine with my neighbors. Nobody's bothering me. Justin Trudeau is bothering me. <laughs> That's just bothering them. So it, it's, it's all backfiring on this liberal government. I mean, it, it's all backfiring. If you think that the craziness of COVID-19 vaccine mandates are all over, that we've reached a new level of understanding, a new plateau, think again, because there's a 
There's a woman in Alberta who need, desperately needs a life-saving organ transplant, and she's been denied that transplant here in Canada because she's unvaccinated. Now, what does one have to do with the other, you might ask? I would say absolutely nothing. <laughs> but, And she's from Alberta. Sherry Annette Lewis is from Alberta. And she's being told she has to go to the United States to get this operation. Now, the United States had crazy COVID rules too, but it's not, not as crazy as we still have in Canada, apparently. And I can't understand why a premier as commonsensical as Daniel Smith is allowing this to happen. Why Alberta Health is not intervening in this, because clearly uh, this woman should not have, then it shouldn't, should not have to leave the country. So, you know, I wrote a, uh, I wrote a story in the Epic Times about this. I had no idea until I was asked to write the column and uh, this, this was actually even going on. I, and I just, I just found it absurd. I thought we'd fought those battles already. I thought we'd fought the, the COVID-19 vax mandate battles. I thought we were over this, but apparently not. Apparently not. And so I, th- so I think it's very important that we're aware of this. Now, there has been a Give, Send, Go campaign going for Sheila Annette Lewis. And it's it's building momentum. She needs $600,000. I mean, that's, that is, for, for most people, a small fortune that they're probably never going to see in their lifetimes at the same time. She needs this money. The, I would encourage you, log in the uh, Give, Send, Go, and support this woman's campaign. She needs your support today. And I think if the governments of Canada don't come through for this woman, the people of Canada can come through for this woman. And I think it's extremely important that we show our support right now for this because, believe me, I didn't think this was still an issue. I I thought after the Freedom Convoy and the work that they did to expose the nonsensicality if that's a word, of the COVID-19 vax mandates that we had moved beyond this. But apparently we have not. So anyway, and I want to close here again with saying, please support the station, support what I'm doing here on Stan and Garvin with you. I, I, I ask you, please ring that bell. Please show your support. Subscribe, because I think we're offering something here is very special. You know, it's it's uh, it's over 20 years of my experience in in journalism that I'm offering you in a way that is unapologetic, unafraid, and unable <laughs> to listen to the propaganda that's coming from the Trudeau government. We're going to be continuing to talk about the issues that affect all journalists, all media in this country, which includes the censorship that's coming down, and how we are told how to think every day by this Trudeau government. As I said earlier, this is an Orwellian world we're living in, and it's our responsibility to fight back. So what we're providing you on this station is the information you need to stay free, to stay at liberty in Canada, because that is still a viable concept. 
you know, we have 500 years going back to the Magna Carta, 600 years, really, going back to the Magna Carta. And all of the democratic tradition, which we've inherited from Great Britain, which we share with the United States, but in all three of those countries, basic liberty is under attack by statist governments that want to take freedom away. So I think it's important what we're doing here. And I really ask you, I know it's a, it's a bother to reach out and, and push that button, but please do. Please do. Please support us. We need your support, and we're going to continue to deliver the kind of news in the way you want it. So thanks for listening today. We'll see you next week. For Stand on Guard, I'm David Creighton, and I'll be here again next week. God bless you.